Be careful what you wish for. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, Halloween Week Edition, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, I Want to Be in a Scary Story, by Sean Taylor, illustrated by Jean Julian, published by Candlewick. I hope you guys have your costumes figured out. We only have a couple more days left till Halloween. Well, if you don't, this book might give you some ideas. As Halloween week is winding down, we found a rather interesting read called I Want to Be in a Scary Story. It follows a monster as he tries to fabricate his own spooky story. Will it turn out the way he wants it to? Or will the story be nothing like he imagined? Well, bring a flashlight. We're being thrown into the middle of a horror story. Now, let's get cooking. We open on a little purple monster, and I don't know who it is, but someone asks the little guy what he wants to do. I wish they would have asked me, because I have an idea. It involves bushlight, Halloween candy, and my neighbor's mailbox. Well, this little monster clearly doesn't have an imagination, because he wants to be written into a story. Boring. You want a story? Go to a campfire. Then whoever's talking to the monster, I don't know if it's the author or a debate moderator who didn't make the cut, let's just call him the narrator, asks the monster what genre he wants to be in, and the monster responds with the title of the book. Lame. You want a scary story? Go ask Khloe Kardashian what happened to her nose. Now that's a scary story. Well, the narrator tries to redirect the monster to a different type of story, but the little monster doesn't budge. I have to stop right here, because I find myself asking, why are we doing this? No, not why are we doing the review. Though, I do find myself questioning, what the hell am I doing with my life more and more often lately? No, I'm asking, why are we putting this little monster into a story? Is this guy in the Make-A-Wish Foundation? He certainly doesn't look healthy. He's purple. Yeah, I'm going with, that's what this is. So let's make this little guy's wish happen. Our narrator places the little monster into a dark woods, and we see a haunted mansion. Monster freaks out, because it's too scary, and asks for a little relief. So the narrator steps in, and gets rid of the forest from the scene. What a wimp. You asked to be in a scary story. That's like asking for ice cream to be heated up. He's still scared, though. Quote, Is that too spooky? A little bit, but never mind. Well, now something scary is going to happen. What? You go inside, and a creepy witch will jump out. End quote. Spoiler alert. Shit. I should have said that before I read it. My bad. We know what happens next. A witch with a limp wrist pops out from behind the door. How do we know this is a witch, and not something scarier, like a mother-in-law? We can also see who lives in this mansion, because there's family photos hanging on the walls behind them. It looks like a millennial couple lives there, because the man has hipster glasses on and a perfectly groomed beard. Oh nice! What beard cream do you use? Don't you just love this IPA?
That's a slimming flannel. It makes you look like you don't work in a cubicle. Well, because the witch was too scary, the monster and the narrator switch it to a guy in sheets. Which seems even more frightening. But that's just me. The monster still finds all this to be unsettling and finally clears some of the issues up. He says he wanted to be the one doing the scaring. Oops. We really fucked this make-a-wish up. The narrator tries to clean up this mess by having the monster go upstairs in the house and scare someone in a room. And my assumptions are confirmed. It's a millennial household, because we see pictures of a dude with a handlebar mustache. Oh, so nice, man. How long did it take you to grow that thing? How much wax do you use? Hey, do you like playing board games at bars as much as I do? This monster is getting smart, and double checks with the narrator. Quote, Who's going to be in there? The witch. What? Look, can't we maybe change this book so it's a funny story? Alright, little monster. There could be just a teeny weeny monkey and his friend in there. End quote. Now he wants to make the story a comedy? I get there was a mix-up, but I'm getting a little tired of all these requests. The monster's jacked. He gets to scare someone smaller than him. Tough guy. And he busts into the room, ready to scare this tiny monkey, when a massive gorilla shows up as his friend. Talk about your all-time backfire. The monster continues his complaining, and then he decides he's going to take it into his own hands. He disappears faster than Kanye West at a bar mitzvah. The monster is nowhere to be found. The narrator starts to get scared, when just then, the monster jumps out with all the other scary creatures introduced earlier in the book to scare the narrator and us. Boy, he really turned the table. And the story ends on our two main characters agreeing that the story was both scary and funny. Nothing like the author patting himself on the back in his own book. And the monster says he wants to be in the next story. With all that complaining, absolutely not. The moral the author was trying to portray in this was, if you ask for it, you have no right to complain. This monster is exactly like those very slender Antifa members when they're running up on people, making a scene, or trying to hurt them. As soon as a grown-ass man stands next to them, they cry and play victim. He's intimidating me! Then they go and get a group of psychos to try and back themselves up. Because they're cowards. And that's exactly what Monster did. That's why I don't feel bad for him at all. How do you solve this? Quit terrorizing people in the first place. If this monster didn't want to scare people, none of this would have happened. Sean Taylor, no relation to the football player, Sean Taylor, wrote a good one. This really did have just about it all. It was legitimately funny, and it was even a little scary in parts. I believe Sean achieved this, through all the suspense he provided. Though, I will say, I hated that he complimented himself at the end. Gene's illustrations weren't my favorite. They looked as if a child who has decent skills drew them. But they did mesh well with Sean's writing because of some of the spooky Easter eggs he added in. This Halloween, if you're stuck with a complainer and want to lighten up the mood, look no further than this classic mix-up tale. So on a scale from 1 to 5, 
I'm giving this book a 4.1. I'll have the full bird. This goose is cooked. Halloween week edition. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.